Welcome back to the My Everyday Chaos podcast, a podcast for women looking for God's voice and biblical focus in the face of daily distraction. I'm your host, Alexandra Goman, and today with me on the podcast, I have my sister-in-law, Lisa Lang. Hello. (laughs) Welcome, Lisa. I'm so glad that you're here. This is so Thank fun. you so much for having me. This is yeah. great. Well, guys, I, Although I wish I were with you. I know. I can't believe we have to do this on Zoom. The worst. Yeah. yeah, stinks. Well, everyone, I'm so excited for you to get to know Lisa a little bit today. Lisa and her husband, my brother, David, they lead a small congregation in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've been there for how many years now, Lisa? Seven. Seven years. years. Oh my goodness. Yes. So that they started that church seven years ago and it has just, it's a great group. And I just feel so excited because Lisa is one of my heroes. She is um, a musical legend. If you didn't know this about her. (laughs) (laughs) So really she should be singing her thoughts today, but I'm not going to put her on the spot like that. Um, (laughs) She would but she also has put up with our family for 15 years now. Is that how long? 17 years. Oh my goodness. 17 years. So guys, she's first met me when I had braces. So that's true love and loyalty. And, um, I'm so excited for you to hear from her. She has three children and a dog and she's great. She's one of Rosie and Georgie's favorites always. And yeah, so I'm going to hand it over to Lisa and let her dive in today. I think she's talking about, okay, guys, this is a hard one. She's talking about being judgmental and critical. So fasten your seatbelts. You're about to get a little bit wrecked and it's going to be great. So Lisa, go ahead. Pick us off. Okay. Thanks, Alexandra. Yeah, this is, this is hard to talk about, um, but it's been something that's been on my heart for several months and um I just feel very honored to share all this with you today. Um, Okay, I'm reading from Matthew 7, verse 1 and 2. We all know this scripture. Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Okay, I so I've sort of come to understand this scripture very specifically in my life and what it means to me, but what I kind of a, a different meaning than I used to think it had. And I want to explain that today. So I'm going to do some confessing of my own judgmentalism here. As I've looked back at my life, I think that I have been kind of taught and influenced to be critical. Um, growing up, my friends and even adult family friends would openly critique others. They would express their opinion about how someone dressed or how much weight someone had gained or how terrible a singer sounded in their live performance or even how badly an athlete played his game or even how children were behaving and what, uh, you know, that might say about their parents and how their parents parented. Um, I also studied musical theater in in college and was sort of trained to be a critic even of the arts. Um, We even critiqued each other in my classes. I mean, people would sing and then you'd give feedback and tell them what they should do better. Um, So it's sort of how how my brain works. 
but I do think that hearing all of all of those kinds of things caused me to be critical from an early age. And I began making my own critiques and judgments. Um, so when I became a disciple, I carried that into the church. And in some ways, as a leader, and I, I've been in leadership for many, many years, I've been in the ministry for over 20 years, um, I was taught, I think I was taught and trained to see people's shortcomings and try to offer solutions to correct them. Um, and not all of that is bad, okay? Having wisdom and insight to see what needs to change in a situation isn't a bad thing in itself. But what I've been learning about myself is that I, my measure that I use to, me to measure others can really at times be pretty judgmental and ungracious. And, um, I, and then I see people in situations around me and I not only make judgments, but I can sometimes make assumptions about those Ooh. judgments. Okay. Um, yeah. So what I realized is that um, as I judge other people, I also assume that other people are thinking the same things about me. And this is where the, where with the measure you use, so it'll be measured to you, okay? Um, if I'm critical of the people around me, I assume that they are being critical of me. This wow. leads to a lot of insecurity and anxiety in my life, as I assume others are always noticing all of my flaws. I feel insecure, anxious, hurt, and angry a lot of times because of what I assume other people are thinking of me. If I am measured by my own measure and it's mm. not a good measure or a godly one, what I've realized I need to do is I need to change my measure. I need to learn to measure the way God measures. Um, and it isn't always what you might first think. Uh, we might think that God's measure is perfection, but in reality, God's measure is grace. God is perfect, but he's not a perfectionist. I understand this better when I think of Jesus. Jesus was perfect and everything he did was right. He could see everyone's flaws plain as day. Now I think about Jesus and I'm like, wow, didn't he walk around like so discouraged at how terrible the world was and how bad everybody was? I mean, he could see all of what was wrong, but, and he saw clearly how deep people's sin sin went, but his response wasn't to walk around critiquing everyone and pointing out their flaws, even in his own head. Even though he knew the facts, he didn't judge or think that he was better in any way. He extended grace and compassion to others. He saw their sin, but he was compelled to do something about it. He understood and could relate to why they were in sin because he understood temptation and he had grace. When he looked at a person, he knew their flaws, but he saw them not as they are, but as they could be with eyes of faith. And he offered them hope, becoming all that of uh, hope of becoming all that God designed them to be. So for me, I have to learn to measure like Jesus and not be judgmental. So I, I have some examples for you. And if you'll bear with me, okay, it's it can be very hard uh, to, to express these things, but I will say, I'm pretty sure that those out there listening can probably relate to what I'm about to share. Yes. Uh, I have a feeling we've all thought some of these things, okay? So you see a mom yelling in, at, a, in, at her children in a store, maybe even cussing, okay? Yeah. 
you know, your third, your first thought might be like, oh my goodness, how dare she? What a terrible mom. Okay. <laughs> that might be my first thought, but what I need to do instead of measuring by my measure, I need to extend her grace and realize maybe she had a horrible day and is going through something painful, painful in her life. And she doesn't know how else to respond. And then I also need to be humble and realize that I've had days where I've been tempted to do the same things or have done the same things like oh, yeah. yell at my child in anger. Okay. And lost my patience and temper. Yes. Um, so, you know, if I go to someone else's house and maybe their house is kind of a mess and a disaster, uh, you know, I might be tempted to think, boy, they're a little bit lazy. Need to get on top of cleaning your house, sister. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, isn't that sometimes what we all think when you go over yeah. like first thought, but then, okay, let me catch it. Let me think, you know, maybe she's had a really busy, hectic week and she didn't have time to clean her house before I decided to enter. Um, yeah. And maybe you, you can know, help do the dishes, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Maybe she did clean, but her child or multiple hmm. children just immediately messed up what she cleaned. And I know yep. all the moms out there can relate to that. Yep, that's my um, life. Yes. Um, you know, even when somebody posts stuff on Facebook, that's offensive mm. to me. Um, some, you know, it might seem full of arrogance. Uh, I might be quick to judge saying they seem prideful or self-centered or oblivious wow. or bitter. Um, but even if their sin might be clear <laughs> or plain as day to me, uh, I don't need to measure them in that wow. moment. I need to extend grace, realizing I don't understand where they're coming from and why they said what they said or what happened in their life to cause them to shape their view of things. And honestly, wow. if I aired my thoughts on social media all the time, i probably would offend a lot of people too. Um, I think I also need to learn to be gracious with my own body. I can be, mm. I can be very critical of my own body and, um, assume that other people are thinking the same things about my body that I think about my body. Like, boy, this makes me look fat or she thinks I need to lose weight or, you know, whatever, fill in the blank of your own insecurity. Um, but I, I think I need to be more gracious and not measure myself so harshly. I do think that some of us spend our lives on diets. Hello, me, uh, spend their lives, our lives on diets, never satisfied with how we look. And yeah. we honestly sometimes try to attain ideals that are unattainable to us. Um, I don't think that that's how God intended us to be. And I think we need to learn to be content with who God made us to be. Um, so just kind of in closing, what kind of measure are you using? If we're critical of others, we tend to be critical of ourselves too. Um, and in fact, we might be the most critical of ourselves. Um, I need to learn to measure others and myself with God's measure, with one of grace and compassion. And this year, that's something I'm working on. Okay. That was amazing. <laughs> Can I just say, I'm sure that if, um, if we had like a live audience, there would be some like applause right there because First of all, thank you for just being so real. Cause I think all of that stuff, I mean, I can relate to all of those thoughts and I know how hard it is to say those thoughts out loud, especially because we know that we're all having them, but we don't want other people to know that we're having them. 
you know, and, and we oh, all wow. have those things, right. That we notice and the things that, that our minds go to, but I love just how you brought us back to Jesus, how you brought us back to who God is. I mean, when you said that God is perfect, but he's not a perfectionist. I mean, I feel like I should get that like tattooed on my face or something like that's just <laughs> so good. <laughs> but So I would love for you to share. I mean, I feel like you even gave us some practicals, but have there been some other things just kind of as you have been thinking about this, the idea of really, you know, putting to death self-righteousness and judgment, being judgmental, which I feel like those are just real heart sins that honestly, I think the longer that we're Christians, the more that we realize those things in our heart sometimes. But what are some of the ways that you feel like maybe things that you've studied out or things that you're praying about that help you to kind of see these things in yourself and also, you know, put, put them to death for God? Well, I think, honestly, I think a lot of this has kind of been revealed to me throughout the last year, some of, some of because of what's been going on in our country right now, um, but even just in my own times of prayer and reflection, I think wow. God has really revealed some of these things to me. And um, I've, mm. I've been catching myself more. Um, for example, like I, I remember going to the store at the beginning of the pandemic with a mask on and I saw some guys walk in like kind of some older guys walk in without a mask, even though there was, oh, yeah. there had newly been a mask mandate. And immediately I thought, look at these guys, who do they think they are not wearing their masks? And they're proud of it. One of them even smiled at me. And I was like, yeah, he's being so smug. Look at that <laughs> smug smile. He's like, I'm not wearing a mask. And I made this whole judgment. It was like angry at this man, even though I have no idea why he wasn't wearing his mask, but I don't know that he was thinking all these things. And I went yeah. home and I told David and we both started laughing. I'm like, wow, I just, I'm really quick to judge people. Yeah. And I need to not like jump to these conclusions about people and assume wow. terrible things. And so no, I, I think, think that's so true, that Lisa. I think that's true. We label each other. Like you just don't care about people. <laughs> and I think right. the mask judgment. Okay. That is just the most real thing. And it's funny because, okay. So Lisa's in South Carolina. I'm in Boston. We are very all about the masks here, right? And South Carolina, it's like the Wild West down there. Y'all are yep. living La Vida Loca a little bit. And I am to- a New Yorker. I will just put that out there. I am a New Yorker, so. Yeah, and you are definitely like major germ conscious. So you you definitely, yes. <laughs> you would be much happier up here. But it, it was so funny. Remember when we came down in May, and Jesse and I were like hyper cautious and we came down there and I remember everyone, not you, you were the exception was like, I don't get it. Like, but it's so easy to like label people, to judge people who maybe either haven't been informed the same way that you have, who just don't feel as passionately or maybe a, a thousand reasons we label one another. So that's a great, I think that's a great insight that you, you've been able to catch that in yourself. Yeah, I do think that's half the problem is just catching it 
and yeah. catching the thoughts and then certainly catching it before it comes out of your mouth to someone else. Mm. You know, um, it's funny. I mean, even that situation about the mom cussing at her child in a store that has happened to me. And moments later, I was behind her in the line at Target after she cussed her child out and we started chatting. And then she told me that she was going through a really painful divorce and was like, you know, and was like, yeah, I just don't really know what I'm doing with my life. And of course I like invited her to church and stuff, but I was like, wow, well, this explains she had a heated moment with her child. There's a lot going on in her life. And I need to, I don't always know the full situation when I might want to be quick and make a judgment on someone. And it helps, I think it helps me to think of people with compassion. That's what sort of kills the judgmental part. Like if I can be compassionate and gracious and realize that I don't know why someone's doing someone something that they're doing, but there's probably a a story behind it and a reason why they are the way they are. Oh man. No, that's a powerful story. That's just amazing to think about. And I think you're right. I think so much of the scripture that kept coming to mind the whole time you were talking was taking every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ. And I think that that what you're describing, it really does start in our thoughts. Like our thoughts are powerful. And so often I think I can fall into a trap of, you know, entertaining negative thoughts, having them over for dinner, having them stay a while, you know, and then before long, I realized those negative thoughts and critical things or whatever, whether it's about your roommates or your spouse or your kids or some person at church or some stranger on the internet, like those things start to become reality for us. You know, the critiques become a lot louder than everything else. And uh, I think it is humbling to say those things out loud because no one wants to be that way. Like, you know what I mean? I don't want to be a critical person. So no, I think that's a, that's a great point. Well, even as you think about just kind of what it means to take every thought captive, what it means to even be someone that extends compassion, how do you think we can do that even in a pandemic? I think that this can be a challenging time to like, even just practically think like, how can I extend compassion to people? How can I love people when I, I don't really see them that often? Like, I don't know. Are there some things that you're trying or thinking about kind of about being compassionate during this time? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I think I, it's sort of understanding someone's backstory, you know, like, um, like uh, understanding that there are things in people's lives that make them the way they are. And uh, even though I don't understand it, I mean, it's not, it's not an excuse for others to be sinful, but there are reasons why people are sinful. And even as disciples, I think there, there are reasons why we might respond to different things in a sinful way and having compassion and grace and understanding that, you know, different things trigger different people and, and based on their childhood, how they grew up or things that happened to them. And, um, I, I try to, I've been trying to, even if, even with people that I don't know, understand, okay, there are things about their life that I don't know. And there are probably reasons why they are the way they are. And, there are things in, in looking at myself too, and realizing the way I respond isn't, I mean, certainly most of the time probably is not what Jesus would say or do, you know? And so, 
I, who am I to point the finger at someone else when I probably do the same things? Mm. Wow. That's powerful stuff. Well, Lisa, thank you so much. This has been fun, first of all, but also really convicting. I feel like you've given me a lot to think about. So thank you so much for coming today. Thank you for having me. It's been awesome. See your beautiful face. (laughs) If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure that you like and subscribe and all those fun things. But we'll be back next week. I look forward to more conversations in the everyday chaos. Thanks for joining us, everyone.